This is Laree Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. is someone who I think has a recent experience that's going to give us a real good opportunity to unpack a little bit about this. He is Michael Threets, a Solano County librarian, someone who I have come to just have the utmost respect for, not because I know him personally, I don't, um, but because I've watched how he has moved on the internet in some ways that have been really instructive and, and have helped me to be a better human. Michael, it is such a pleasure to have you back on this show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I always love conversations with you. It's such a joy. It is a joy for me as well. And, and I put on your one of your Instagram posts recently, you are like an angel walking the earth. And and I am so glad that you exist and that you show up the way that you do. And and Michael, one of the things that I noticed uh, at the end of the year, uh, I believe it was the, the last day of 2023, you had posted a video that was in response to something that it, you posted this video that I saw on Instagram that was in response to something that was happening on Twitter. And folks, if, if you've ever been on Twitter, you know that the trolls control, that people use that as a real space to allow their worst of themselves to come out. And someone, Michael, had uh, taken something that you had put out and you all know Michael does these amazing videos. He's, he makes libraries fun, and he, he reminds us of how the beauty that is in libraries. And they took something that you put out, some content, and basically made a disparaging comment and opened up their platform, which from what I can see is often used to disparage people, opened up their platform for other people to join in on disparaging you. Now... I have been the subject of people's um, ire before on internet spaces. And quite frankly, I did not handle it nearly as well as you did. I get the Twitter fingers a going and I can go back and forth and do all the thing. And I want to know if, before I want to play the video that you did in response to that um, situation. But I just want to know if, if you had if you could share with us your thoughts on what it was like for you to be sort of highlighted in a, this negative way, uh, in a way that for you weren't asking for. You were just minding your librarian business, doing what you do. <laughs> all the time. What was it like for you to have a platform of some size uh, highlight you as someone who should be ridiculed publicly? You know what? It was very, it was, it was such an awful feeling. It was such a sad feeling. So I know you're going to show the video. But so when I found out about it, I was actually at my grandmother's 90th birthday party. Wow. Um, and people had started messaging me, family, friends, um, just people on the internet just doing like mental health checks. So I was like, I, I do mental health check on people quite a lot. So I was like, oh, that's nice of people. Like maybe people must be really going through it. I'm getting like 20, 30 messages from people mm. saying mental health check. Um, and I opened it up and I found out it was in response to the video to the person saying awful things about me, um, which it wasn't like a lot, of, a lot of the words that people took was the word weird, which I am a weird librarian. I'm very proud to be a weird librarian, a weird person. I've been weird all my life. It's something that's taken me 30 plus years to embrace. So I love being weird. But for me, it was just that this person was disparaging libraries, that they were saying horrible things, not just about me, but about library workers and libraries in general. Um, and even worse is I recently found out how many kids see come across my library content so i was worried that they were going to come across these awful things things that are saying that i'm a danger to kids mm. uh, the library people are useless and saying other awful disparaging words that i don't want to say on air 
with you. Um, and that is why I ended up making the response video that I made trying to encourage people that if this happens to them, um, here's what I hope is they can take to heart and remember the great person that they are, that they think that people are saying about them that aren't true. And that's what I was hoping to remind people of um, at the end of 2023 and then going into 2024, that negativity is so, is so vast. It's so massive in our world, but we have the power to create more kindness, um, more gratitude and more Grace is, I think, the word you probably is probably used yeah, yeah. in this world through the internet. Yeah, and and I think that your your ability to think not just about how this impacted you, but what the potential impact on people who follow you might be. Again, it, it was such a masterful display of humanity. And and traditionally on education for liberation, we're talking about school policy or we're learning about some new uh, element of, of political engagement that we have to take on. And today is about how we learn to be better people how we learn to be better people. So I want you all to listen to this video. This is the response video that our guest did in response to uh, that very disparaging commentary. And I want you to take notes because there are some real gems in here that are gonna help us learn how we can be better people who learned how to build a better world, uh, a better community, and as a result, shape a better world. Let's take a listen. Some of the comments in this Twitter thread are some of the cruelest things I've read in a very long time. Um, saying things about me like, dude's a freak for real, um, making fun of my voice, my mannerisms, the way that I retell the wonderful library stories I encounter, um, and some other awful things I'm just not gonna repeat because they don't need to be heard by anybody. I don't even honestly believe you should go see this Twitter thread. It's that awful. Um, I'm only saying this, and they've also, even also some people who came to my defense said things like, he's autistic, leave him alone. Um, he's autistic. I'm not autistic. There's nothing wrong with being autistic. I think autistic people are some of the coolest on the planet. I love conversations with my autistic library friends. I have so much library love for them. I look forward to conversations with them each time they visit the library. I am talking about this because I want people to remember that sometimes people have their worst day. They are really struggling in life. And sometimes what that results in is they say very mean, very cool things about other people, which is not okay. It's not okay to say mean, cruel things about people. But I hope you remember, as I'm trying to remember, that when people are really suffering, sometimes they resort to meanness, cruelty, because that's what they feel about themselves. Um, and I hope those people have a much better day tomorrow. I hope they experience kindness. I hope they experience joy. I hope they remember that they still belong at the library. I hope better days are ahead of them. I hope you are doing okay. Yeah. Mm. Can we give him a round of applause? Like that... That touched my heart so much when I saw that reaction. I was like, because I, quite frankly, wanted to go to Twitter finger war on your behalf. I was like, this is one of the dopest dudes out there right now, making libraries relevant to people. How dare you place him under this sort of spotlight? And, and I learned, even as I was watching your response, that this was an opportunity for me to grow as well. Uh, and you, you noted a couple of things that I just want to unpack a little bit. And folks, we're in Education for Liberation, and today we're learning how do we be better people. You noted that a number of folks came to your defense by saying, well, he's autistic. You are not autistic. <laughs> that is not, like, that is not you, as you said in the video, that's not actually true. What was it like for you to have people in, in, in almost an effort to explain away what was happening, use that as an excuse? I, I thought that was so curious. And, and I just wondered what your thoughts were about that. You know why, why I honed in on that part of it is people were being very kind. They weren't trying to uh, 
um, disrespecting by, by calling me autistic. I think they, there was confusion where, because I am so supportive of the autistic community, that they thought I was saying I was part of that community. And I brought it up because like I've, I've had times in my life where I've wondered if I am on the spectrum, if I am neurodivergent, and I'm learning more day by day that things like PTSD and anxiety do allow you to be on the spectrum. So there's things that I'm learning about, and that was my intention. And also because I have such an adoration for that community. Like they have, they are literally the most joyful people to speak with. I love every single conversation. It just it means a world. And that's why I wanted to focus on that because I wanted to remind that community that one, I wasn't ashamed of them. I wanted to take pride in the wonderful people that they are just as they are. Yeah. And that was the, that was the intent. That was the intent. That was the emphasis in making that remark. Mm. How were you able to turn from the pain that you might have experienced in that moment to recognizing that the person that created this moment might themselves be experiencing pain? A lot of us theorize about that. We don't necessarily have the emotional fortitude to actually make that pivot. How were you able to make that connection? The, the, the pivot, the connection came from just me having my own struggles, my own past, um, things where, like I've, I've experienced, again, I've experienced anxiety, I've experienced depression, I've gone through PTSD, so I've gone through some very dark days, and I was like, you know what, how did I respond to people when I had those dark days, and I imagine I would have done something that that other person did, I would have gone to negativity, I would have gone towards villainy, for lack of a better word, mm. and I was like, you know what, how would I want someone to respond to me, and I responded as such, I was like, if a library kid talked about something that they did wrong, like how would I respond and I would say you know what um I forgive you like things happen you may not even know what you're doing and that's what I was doing I was trying to speak to library kids I was trying to remember that person as a library kid mm. remember that people make mistakes and that's what I went to I was like you know what like you keep you use I think grace is probably gonna be one of my new favorite words <laughs> of the month um and I think that's what I was going for I was just trying to remind people like the kindness is better like I think one of the coolest things that came out of this aftermath is people making those wonderful like tributes to um to me in defense of me and one person was like i'm a known hater like i'm a self-professed hater mm. and i've seen michael's videos and i may give up hating in mm. 2024 so i think that thing might be one of the coolest things that come of this is people are like you know what wow. i'm gonna hang up my hater ad for the year let's go towards positivity and that's what i try to remind people of is like let's focus on positivity there's so much negativity so much cruelty so many monsters out mm. there let's find the good Let's find the angelic work that's out there. There's so many people doing wonderful, great, positive things. Let's give them their shine and focus on that so that we can all become better people, better library people, better humans in general in this wild world. Yeah. You know, you said at the beginning that you embraced the fact that you were weird. And one of my kids all refers to themselves as weird. And I've, I've, as a parent, I'm like, you're not weird. You're fine. You're Everyone's got their own quirks or whatever. But I... I'm realizing that that is something that if they're able to embrace it, the fact that they are a unique person and all of us are unique people, but they're a unique person who's not trying to conform to what other people have said is the norm. And, you know, for black people in particular, that can be really difficult because it can feel very unsafe. If I were a black male presenting person, I would imagine it might feel different in another way simply because the ideas that we have about what maleness looks like, what manness looks like in this country don't often allow for 
people to show up in their holy, weird selves. And I'm wondering how those pressures are also something that you're able to navigate as wonderfully as you are. I've seen a number of young brothers, uh, one of whom had a video, is like, man, Michael is dope AF. Like, <laughs> like really? Like, they, and, and, they were, they, and they said something that stuck with me. They said, my job now is to figure out how I make the world safe for more people like Michael to show up as fully and as powerfully as they do. Because there is something, I recently heard a quote that the most attractive force in the universe is confidence. And there is something to be said about being able to say, okay, here's the norms that are set up for how I'm supposed to be, but I'm here and that's not who I am. And I'm going to embrace who I am. And it doesn't matter to me if it doesn't fit the stereotype uh, when it comes to gender, when it comes to race, when it comes to how we show up as Americans. And I'm wondering what that does for you to know that you're having an impact on other young people who are like, I need to figure out how to make this world better so that more people like Michael don't have to hide and can show up as powerfully as he does. You know what? It makes my heart like literally like 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 I'm the Grinch. Like it makes my heart grow three three sizes. Like I come across so many library kids, so many library people who are who I feel are struggling, who are trying to embrace the true them that they are. Be it like a person like me who has braids right now, but usually has a giant afro out, um, always wearing color colorful shirts, um, Wizard of Oz shirts, shark shirts, um, just having fun. Just something. Let me embrace the life with fun, with joy. Like for so many years, like, like I got clouded myself. I wasn't my true my true self. I was worried about like what people would say. Um, and to be honest, I still do, but I'm like, you know what? There's so many people who are like, that's cool, far more than people who say negative things. So there is, to me, there is no normal. Like, let's just be, let's be wild. Let's be weird. And that's why I want to remind people of by like having my usually full on out Afro, having braids that people don't usually see, wearing zany, funny shirts for kids and people to comment on and saying, where'd you get that shirt? I need that shirt. And I just want to remind people that whoever, whatever they outlet, whatever they like, just present it to yourself. Like you, you are the only person you have 24 hours a day. Mm. You may as well do all you can to be happy with yourself. Like, I mean, at some point people are going to go to sleep. They're not going to be able to say something for you about you for at least a couple of hours. So treat yourself. You're the only person that's going to be with you 24, seven, three, six, five. You may as well do all that you can to love yourself. And that's coming from a person who didn't love themselves mm. for a very long time. I'm still working on it. And the best way that I can think to do it is just by being, um, being AF about myself mm. <laughs> as much as possible, whatever, whatever that means. That's why I always say, like when people always say, come to the library just as you are. Come with your anxiety. You don't got to leave your anxiety outside the door. Come with your fun shirts. Come with your slacks. Come with your dress shirt. Um, however you are. That's yeah. all that the world needs you to be. Mm. The world just needs you to be yourself and keep on marching by day by day. That's all we're asking of people is just give us 24 hours of your best self. Wow. I think if we were all giving ourselves 24 hours of our best self, the, this world would have so many more of its issues solved in, in so many ways. I, I wanted to, one of my last questions for you, you do a lot of mental health checks. And these are videos where you're asking people how they're doing. Um, and you're, you're trying to just create a space for people to say, you know what, maybe I'm not doing as good today as I was yesterday. Maybe there is some adjusting that I can do. How did you get started doing that? And what, what's the impact of intentionally asking people for whom conversations about mental health might be foreign? What's been the impact that you've been able to observe by asking people how they're doing? And what is the science behind your mental health check approach? Mental health check is really just invading people's space, invading them, <laughs> getting them to think about what where their mind's at. Like I've, I've, I hearken it to, I have some conversations with some really good friends of mine about like the curiosity of the question, how are you? Like, like whenever we ask someone, how are you? 
we're not expecting us to tell them the truth. Oftentimes, it's just as part of our greeting. Like when mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, I'm good, I'm fine," it's just a natural response. Like I love when people say, "How are you?" Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I'm crippled by anxiety today. Thank you for asking." Mm-hmm. And people don't know how to respond to that accordingly because they weren't ready for that. Right. They thought it was going to be a 12 second exchange. Right. And I feel like mental health check is a better way to get people's honest reaction because they may say, "Oh." I'm okay. Thanks for asking. I don't really want to talk about it. Or they'll get ready to go into a 20-minute uh, monologue about what's troubling them or what's great in their life. And I feel like mental health check is either just a great way to show, to shake up someone's day and saying, oh, someone actually wants to know about my mental health. I'm not ready to talk about it, but they're giving me the platform. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole idea behind it, just to, like, be to make people be like, oh, what even is a mental health check? How am I going to respond to this? How are, how are my mental health? Mm. How are my mentals? What's the next step? And that's the philosophy behind it is just to get people thinking about their mental health, to get people remembering that people do care, that they care enough to say mental health check, that you don't have to say, here's my response. Um, you can you can send someone a message on Instagram, mental health check, and a green heart is enough to say, that's my answer. Mm. Thank you so much. Or to say, here's where I'm at. Mm. And that's all, my, that's all my focus is with mental health check is to just give people the space to talk about mental health, to talk about it, to make it a real thing. It doesn't need to be stigmatized. Um, mental health is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's something that we all have and needs to be prioritized. Um, it makes us, again, I keep on saying it, it makes us who we are. Yeah. Um, it's part of our journey, and I want people to keep on with their journey day by day, and it's a journey that they deserve to talk about however they need to talk about. Mm, I appreciate that. And, and the idea, it's a very American thing to ask people how you're doing and not actually care about the answer. Um, I've noted that a lot of my friends and, and I spent a lot of time living overseas and, and coming back here, you hear, how are you doing? And then you go to actually talk about it. And they're like, OK, got to go. Bye. <laughs> so it, it really <laughs> is this thing. And, and a lot of my friends who are from other countries, that's one of the things that they often note is that Americans don't really actually care to hear the answer about how you're doing. And I think that's one of the reasons why perhaps we are struggling. Um, many of us struggle as much as we do when it comes to finding inner peace and, and inner joy because we don't often feel like there is a space to have a conversation because if I am crippled by anxiety and no one asks and if when they ask they don't actually care then that I would imagine exacerbates my anxiety and being crippled by anxiety is a normal thing for people who are experiencing life as a real space um, and I just really appreciate that you have normalized for so many of us the idea of checking in on your friends and I, we've said on this show and other people say check on your strong friends check on your weak friends but we all need someone to be in a space of caring for us and we are all benefited when someone asks that question how are you and then they actually sincerely want an answer and the way that you framed that with the mental health checks I think has just been extraordinarily instructive Um, and like I said I'm a little older than you and I feel like you're helping me be a better person um, which is what I'm always seeking right I'm always trying to figure out because and I say on this show I want to be better people who learn how to build better communities and shape a better world and and that's not just talk that's that's literally what I feel like my contribution to this planet is and I, I felt such a, kin- a connection um, with your experience with the way you handled that situation and the way you just sort of modeled for all of us what it really means to acknowledge this was hurtful and to acknowledge that that person could only be this hurtful if they themselves were hurting and what does it mean to instead turn and focus positive energy on them I, I don't know who raised you Michael I don't know what they did or how they did it. I don't know what you've experienced, but I, I just want to say I'm grateful that you exist. And, and I'm grateful that you now have other young black boys talking about how do I make the world better so that more people like Michael can show up. And I, I think that's just so absolutely important. Any advice that you could give to us old heads and young heads and library kids and library adults about 
for those of us who perhaps are not as comfortable tapping into the love ethic, for those of us who are perhaps not as comfortable um, or as, as confident uh, to be able to acknowledge that perhaps we're showing up differently and, and that is exactly how we should be showing up, any advice you can give to us as we are all trying to navigate this journey of trying to be better people? My, my only advice is to keep on working at it every single day. Um, it's a it's a daily it's a daily practice. I'm not I'm not all the way there yet myself. It's something that I've even to whatever you, whatever you see in me is something that I've only formed in the last couple of years. I've been working at it mm. all all my life. It takes daily practice. It takes learning from one another. Um, I would say embrace other people's stories. I think that's what's meant the world to me of how I'm able to have higher empathy, higher joy. It's just taking the stories of people listening and just enjoying the actual experience. Um, like we talked about, like, do people actually want to hear the answer to how are you? Yeah. Um, so do you actually want to listen to another person's story? And I do. I love mm. stories. I love um, listening to stories. I love retelling stories. I love reading stories. Mm. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. It's just to embrace, embrace something new um, and you'll learn something about yourself. And I just encourage you to just um, focus, focus on the good, focus on positivity. Again, there's so much negativity crowding our world, our daily lives each day in, day out. Um, find joy in each day. That's what I'm working on. I'm working on taking pictures right now of little joys each day. And I share them with my friends and family. Um, and it's done, I just started that doing that yesterday. And it's done, it's done wonders for me in just a mere 24 hours. You know what's crazy about that? A friend of uh, one of, a friend of mine, one of the guests we have on this show uh, every couple of weeks, she comes on for a segment that we call Soul Medicine. And it's, you know, it's it's not like a religious thing. It's just how do we connect with nature and, and have more of a, how can we learn from nature about how to be a better part of nature? And one of the things that she assigned for us to do was every single day take a picture of the most beautiful thing in, that you'd seen all day. And the science behind that is if you are seeking out and you're mindful, okay, I gotta, don't forget, I got to take a picture of the most beautiful thing I've seen all day. That means you're constantly looking for beautiful things and if you're constantly looking for beautiful things it's really hard to not find beauty and it's really hard to be overwhelmed by the less beautiful the ugly things that we also see in this world and I am one of those people who does believe that what you seek you will find um, so I love that you're doing that and I love that it is directly in alignment with some of the experts with what some of the experts tell us about how we can continue um, to figure out how we can be better I know you, we usually bring you on here to talk about library stuff and, and we can do that the next time you come but <laughs> But today, um, I just want you to know how grateful I am for you and, and the way that you showed up in this moment um, was just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Jonah, we got to get Michael back on the show. We got to talk about this. We, we need to unpack this because that's what it looks like. So many of us are paralyzed by the hurts that we experience. And, and your ex example, I thought, was really instructive about how we can move from paralysis um, and get back on a journey of being the better people that this world so richly deserves. How can people follow you? How can they follow? and support the library system that you are a part of. We want to make sure that we do that as well because we, we know that that really, really matters. What's the best way for folks to connect? Yeah, so I am chronically online on almost all social media platforms <laughs> at either my name, Michael3s, or Michael3ts, M-Y-C-H-A-L, the number 3-T-S. And then I work for Solano County Library in California, California, um, at Solano Library. Um, I know that you have so much time, but I just want to let you know, last time I was on this show, the day afterwards, a, um, a, a, a black library growing up came up to me and said, hey, I heard you on my favorite person's radio ah! show. And I didn't, I didn't realize that you were in Solano County. 
And I just had to come to the library. They brought their grand their grandchild with wow. them. They're like we just had to come say hi to you at the library. So you're already impacting the world and you're impacting even people at my local library. So thank mm. you for all that you do and all the people that you're reaching with your platform. Oh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for that. You have an open seat on this space because you are helping more than you know. We appreciate you, Michael. <laughs> Be well. Thank you so much. You too.